I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, September 12th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So I found a pretty interesting stat a few days ago, and I know we're all still mourning the passing of Queen Elizabeth, but did you know that Canadians paid between 2019 and 2020 only $59 million towards the crown? Or I don't know, you might see that as only, or you might see that as too much, but that's at least according to the Monarchist League of Canada, and it works out to be about a buck fifty-five per individual Canadian. Now, if you're wondering where most of this money goes, well, it actually goes towards the governor general's office. And so that is the representative of the queen in Canada, our head of state. Uh, well, some of it also goes to trips. And so if now King Charles decides to come to Canada, that will pay for security and organizing that trip. The Monarchist League says that that's incredible value. But Pete Pals, I'd love to know what you think. If you've got any thoughts on whether it's too much or too little, if we should be investing more in the crown, let us know on Twitter at ReadThePeak. So we've got a great bundle of stories for you today that are not Queen Elizabeth related, although I know that's wall-to-wall news coverage right now. For our first story, we're starting to feel the impact of interest rate hikes. For our second story, Google is in hot water. And for our last story, Canadians want the housing stress test revisited. For our first story, Canada's unemployment rate is up for the first time in seven months, which means that high interest rates have done what they do best, and they've thrown cold water on the red-hot labor market. So here's what we're seeing in the post-high interest rate economy, and I guess we can probably start by setting the stage. The employment rate rose to 5.4% from record lows of 4.9% in July, which is still one of the lowest rates since Stats Canada started gathering the data back in 1976. Now, the economy also lost 40,000 jobs last month, thanks to a drop in education, which may stabilize as teachers return to work, construction, and the public sectors. Now, the Bank of Canada, they might look at these rising unemployment numbers and pull back on the rate of on the pace of rate hikes. This week, the overnight rate increased to 3.25%, which is why many economists are already forecasting no more than a 50 basis points hike at the next interest rate announcement, which will happen on October 26. But just to keep you on your feet, They also might not do that. Wage growth is ahead of where it was a year ago and picking up its pace, which the Bank of Canada could interpret as a sign that there's still plenty of room to raise rates. Now, according to Scotiabank VP Derek Holt, the longer-term trend in wage growth confirms the impression that the job market remains very tight. Add in poor productivity growth, and the combination is disconcerting if the aim is to get the cost of living under control. Which brings us to the bottom line. It's still too soon to say how much higher rates will go, but this softening of the job market is exactly what the Bank of Canada had on its 2022 vision board. For our second story, Peak Pals, ever wonder why almost everything you search automatically turns into a Google search, whether it's on your iPhone or your MacBook or wherever? Well, the U.S. Justice Department, the DOJ, sure has. And now they're accusing Google of paying companies billions each year to remain the default search engine on browsers. And they're claiming that they're doing this illegally. Now, by paying off Apple and Samsung, allegedly, Google has made itself unbeatable and blocked potential competitors from scaling up, kind of like if the Raptors took on your high school basketball team. Now, this is important because you can actually change your default search engine pretty easily, but most people don't know that according to their competitor, DuckDuckGo, because of Google's default status as a search engine. The allegation came at the first major hearing in the DOJ's antitrust suit against Google, Google's parent company, Alphabet, for its dominance in the online search market. Now, a formal trial will start next year. From Google's perspective, their legal team responded by saying that companies choose to work with them because partnering with the biggest search engine is the best business decision. Google 
also says that the DOJ has a skewed view of Google's competition too, which isn't really search engines, but it's all other tech giants. It's more than just search. It's search and ads and consumer apps. But And Google might have a point. A recent survey found that 40% of Gen Zers prefer to use apps like TikTok and Instagram to discover information. They're not using your parents' Google search engine. Who would, who would have thought we'd be saying that in 2022? Which is why if we were to zoom out, we'd find that consumer choice in big tech is often limited. And search is a prime example of that. Whether that's ultimately bad for users, however, well, that's a different question. And for our last story, as interest rate hikes drive up borrowing costs and in turn lower housing prices, Canadians are asking for a break when it comes to qualifying for a mortgage. And Canada's top financial regulator, well, they responded with a firm, nah, I think we're good. Well, here's what's driving the news. The Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions, the OSFI, which oversees federal mortgage rules, confirmed that it will not loosen its borrowing requirements. At least this is according to Bloomberg. Now, here's how kind of mortgages work right now. So to get a mortgage approved by a federally regulated financial institution, you must be able to pass a quote unquote stress test, which looks at whether you could pay back the loan with an interest rate of either 5.25% or 2% above the rate that you negotiated, whichever is higher. Now, some home buyers, including those with variable rate mortgages or mortgages up for renewal, say the current standard is excessive, given already high interest rates. Organizations like the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, well, they're backing them. Now, cooling demand by making it harder to make big purchases like homes is the entire point of interest rate hikes, which may be a bitter pill to swallow for aspiring homeowners looking to get a deal. The OSFI argues that the tough requirements are even more important in uncertain economic times so people don't bite off more than they can pay off. Now, the result of this could be more Canadians turning to credit unions for loans, as they are only subject to provincial regulations, which are often less strict. Last quarter, mortgage balances for credit unions increased at a faster pace than Canada's big banks for the first time since the pandemic began. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for producing this episode. Thanks, Dale. Thanks, Jay. And we'll talk to you soon, Peak Pals. Peak Pals.